listening to America's Entrepreneur, the podcast designed to educate, entertain, and inspire you in your personal and professional journey. I'm your host, Aaron Spatz, and on the podcast, I interview entrepreneurs, industry experts, and other high achievers as they detail their personal and professional journeys in business. My goal is to glean their experiences into actionable insights that you can apply to your own journey. If you're new to the show, we've spoken with successful entrepreneurs, Grammy award-winning artists, best-selling authors, chief executives, and other fascinating minds with unique experiences. We've covered topics such as how to achieve breakthrough in business, growing startups, effective leadership techniques, and much more. If you strive for continual self-improvement and enjoy fascinating and insightful conversation, hit the subscribe button. You'll love it here at America's Entrepreneur. Well, Chris, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day for being with me on the show. I really appreciate it. I look forward to speaking with you, Aaron. I've received a lot of requests to do something similar to this and um, just really like the way you approached it. And there's a lot of other great people out there I need to get back to soon. So once this is out there, I'm sure I'm going to get some more messages, but uh, look forward to our conversation today. That's fantastic. I really, I, I really do sincerely appreciate that. Um, I, I'd love to hear a little bit about, about your story. I, I obviously, I've, I've followed you on LinkedIn for quite some time. I love the work that you're doing there. Uh, but I would, I'd really love to just dive into, uh, you know, going back to your time right, right around the Air Force, like share with us a little bit of your journey of, of what led you to join the military and then give us a sense of what you did when you were in. Look forward to it. Um, one of the things that uh, I love just uh, you know, giving back is anything I can for veterans and appreciate um, appreciate you reaching out to me. So at 17, I I joined the basic training, went to uh, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, I actually spent my 18th birthday in boot camp there. And then shortly after that, went to uh, Camp Bullis to do my, my tech training. I went in uh, as security forces. So that was interesting. Didn't know what to do. It was actually my recruiter. That's what he did. So I said, okay, give us a whirl. <laughs> nice. Um, so that was, uh, that was interesting. It was, it was, uh, a lot different from a lot of other, other, um, jobs, so to speak in the air force. You know, we had training and exercises all the time. A, a lot was happening where some people are like, Oh, it just felt like they're just, you know, showing up from a job for certain hours. It definitely wasn't the case for us. Wow. We were always, um, stuff was always happening. We're the ones that did security for the base and for different different things. So uh, after after San Antonio, I went to North Dakota. I was in Minot, North Dakota. There's um, the uh, missile silos up there, priority priority A, where did security for. If you can imagine, just looking at a field for 12 hours, wow. three to six days a week. That that was what we did in the in the freezing cold, um, six months out of the year to say, why not? Why not? Freezing is the reason. <laughs> That's great. I'm not sure if you've heard that one before, but no, while well, I was there, I actually went over to Aviano air base, Italy for four months, had a, gr- a great time over there. There was some stuff going on with, it was either ramping up or ramp, ramping down with, uh, uh, Bosnia. Okay. Stuff was happening over there. So still there for a little bit, but it was nice cause got to get out of the, out of states for the first time in, in, in the military and then got to see a little bit of uh, Germany and, and some other, other countries over there. My, my stay was there, had some great time there. Went uh, to after, went back to mine out after that TDY 
went to Greenland for a year. Oh, wow. As you're seeing a trend here, I was at the coldest place you could possibly be. Was there for a year and end up going. That was different. There's a couple hundred people on the base there. There was, we guarded satellites up there and was there for a year. Then I, my last stop was Albuquerque, New Mexico. And, uh, did a year there and it worked out to be close to five years to get out of, uh, I could have did like, I think six more months in Greenland or something. Instead I did like an extra time to go one more station back in the States. So I ended up in, in Albuquerque and, you know, just learned a lot of different things, uh, in the military, you know, focus, leadership, discipline. And I think a lot of those things have, you know, got me where I am today. Wow. No doubt. And especially in a, in a job like security forces, with the air force, I mean, you're dealing with a lot of sensitive sites and you have to be flexible you're having to respond to, you know, unknown situations of, you know, like uh, of an unknown severity. And so I, I can't imagine what that was like. Cause I mean, you were, you were saying how much different it is from many other roles within the air force. And so I, I can't imagine like that, how that tempo uh, was in terms of just having to be flexible. Yeah, absolutely. You're all, there's always, there, it was almost nonstop. You're almost not always on edge, but you almost felt like you always were. It was the, it was the, the position. I think that there's always, like I said, trainings and exercises. If you had a, a couple of days off, two, three days off, you would, an alarm would go off and you had to, you know, respond accordingly. So. Wow. Wow. That's nuts. Well, sure. So share with us a little bit of, of, of that transition. So you were, you were in New Mexico, uh, closing out your time. And so what was that path like for you? Like when you decided you wanted to get out and what did you jump into? So I got out of, uh, Albuquerque, I believe it was 2001, went back home to Michigan at the time. Didn't know what I was going to do. Had no idea. And it took me probably a good six months to even to get a job, but resumes out everywhere and finally landed at a place that did um, like some surveillance and, and background checks. So that was, that was interesting. Um, I did that for about, about a year and then I got, I got laid off. And um, if you're looking for a, a moment that completely changed my life, that was it. I decided literally probably that day or the next, I would never like be put in that position again. Cause it was about a month or two before my daughter was born, just got a new house, just starting a family. And I just remember the chair being pulled out from underneath me, the rug being pulled out where I didn't even know what was going on. And I didn't know how I was going to fix the situation. I was kind of naive that something like that could ever happen. Here I am, you know, enjoying life one day and the next day, don't know where I'm going to, you know, make money and be able to pay for my house. And, uh, car payment and the family and all that type of thing. So it was, it's something that definitely wow. uh, knocked me down. Wow. So like, what did you do? I mean, I mean, you're, you're, you, you find out that your job's gone and, and you know, you've got family responsibilities and uh, man with a, with a newborn on the way. Uh, I mean, I, I can't imagine what that was like. I mean, what, what were the next steps for you in that? Like, how did you get through that? Right. It was, uh, it was tough. It was, it was a really challenging time. I started putting out resumes, you know, wanting to figure out what I'm going to do. Um, but I knew in the back of my mind, I needed to control my own destiny. And I talked, I shared a story about just had a house and just bought a house recently. I just remember the real estate agent had a nice car, had a nice, um, you know, had the nice suits on, looked, you know, dressed well. And 
always intrigued me. Like, okay, this, this, this guy's got money. He must be doing something right. So as I was putting stuff out there, um, I, I jumped into real estate fairly quickly and just said, I'm going to, I'm going to make this happen. And unfortunately I didn't make it happen right away. I didn't get, you know, I, I literally think I had one resume call back, but I'm um, just out of desperation. I just, I'd make something happen. I started just, you know, calling every single for sale by owner. As soon as I got my real estate license, I got fairly quickly, got into an office and just started calling every for sale by owner out of this magazine. I used, I, I used to call hundreds a day. Wow. I would just kind of give them the same script. Have you considered listing your home with a realtor? Yes or no. I'd go into the same response and I would just math, just do math numbers and desperation was able to set up um, a bunch of listing appointments and I would secure some listings and I did very, very well, very fast, but it was, it was like I said, out of desperation. Wow. Well, sometimes, sometimes when we're faced with desperation, it really causes us to make, you know, life altering decisions and helps bring some clarity. I mean, so you had had like this itch, I guess that you, I mean, maybe you weren't even aware that it was there, but then as time goes on and then you're presented with this you know, crazy situation, it's like, it just awakens and come, comes to the very top and you're, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go through that again. I'm going to go you know, hundred miles an hour forward doing this. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that's, that's, that's really cool and, and just very inspiring. So, you know, there's, there's ways to handle adversity and, and you're, you're still standing and no doubt, I think that your experience is there, especially with having to hustle the sales. I mean, I can't imagine how, how well that has served you, you know, in you, you, years later, uh, as you're leading companies. So tell us about that. Tell us a little bit about the impact that's had on you and then, and then walk us through kind of where you've gotten to be where you are today. Sure. So jumped into real estate, did was uh, a realtor for a few years. And then um, I think it was about three years later, I think it was a requirement in Michigan, became a real estate broker where I had um, basically was a broker of an office, had 42 agents, was uh, doing well. What I noticed in real estate, though, is you're always at the mercy of other people. You're, you know, they're showing houses at nights and weekends. So you're always kind of, you feel like you're on the, this hamster wheel. Even when you have agents in your office, you're still responsible for them. Um, you know, like I said, we had 42, so there's a lot going on. And I was doing a lot of new construction, a lot of new development. Times were good and it was, you know, starting to do, do well. And then obviously the market shifted in 08. I think it was 08 and 09. The market shift, it basically collapsed. I went from, like I said, doing the, the new construction and the lots and new developments to, you know, people find their dream home, picking out their, you know, their cabinets, their kitchen, and all this stuff to now it's short sales and foreclosures to the market just completely turned upside down with the, the, the crash of 08. So it was, a, it was another eye-opening experience. Lost my passion for real estate very quickly. I, I felt like I could have pushed on. Uh, did some things. I just didn't have the passion for, you know, like I said, someone getting their new dream home to now it's like everybody's losing their house. Yeah. And I was looking in, in the market crushed me. I just, it kind of just, just, uh, it kind of paralyzed me. It kind of never been a situation. Didn't know what to do. Lost the passion for it. So I was looking for something different at the time. That's kind of what brings me to where I'm at today. I was, everything I was looking at was, you know, the trend is your friend. It was like into the health and healthcare and fitness and nutrition. And so that's why what I did is kind of took a leap into that and it's been five years now since Fit Team's been around 
was a, a rep at um, a couple companies and, and did very well. And then decided in uh, January uh, 2015 is when we our official launch date is to um, bring some higher quality um, products to market. And that's how 15 was uh, born. Wow. Well, congratulations on, uh, I mean, you've, you've now been you know, fit team now has been going strong for five years. And so, I mean, that's, that's a phenomenal story. And I mean, and, and really when we think about it, like just as, as you're talking about the real estate situation, it's like, there you are again. I mean, it's, it's going right back to zero in terms of like, okay, I've, I'm dealing with another adversity. I'm dealing with another major challenge and um kind of the same thing i i can't imagine what that was like especially coming off of you know being laid off you know years earlier i mean what was that triggering inside of you when you are seeing the the real estate market just start to collapse and you're you know you're losing your passion for it but like what's what what what's going on um on um on the inside of you during all that Right at the time, uh, obviously young and inexperienced, never been through anything like that before. This time is different. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's obviously different what's happening, but I just, there's definitely a calm and um, I, I see things differently. See how, you know, people right now that are going to, obviously you've got to scale back what you can, but you really have to push forward and, and really push through this. If you did what I did back in 2008 and just stopped and almost paralyzed by it and uh, worry and confusion. It's you're gonna really struggle to get through. It's the people that, um, you know, are able to just have that faith because everything's gonna everything's gonna pass. It will. This will pass. It will get better. We'll overcome it. So, but you have to decide that now. You can't wait around until you know two months later or whatever time frame is gonna be when they say it's, it's you know everything's clear to go back to normal. Yeah. Wow. You seem to be pretty calm and collected. I mean, do, do you? Have you always been that way or, or would you attribute that to your background and, and to some of the struggles that you've had to overcome? Like now, is it just kind of like, okay, you know, it is what it is. We'll get through this. Or, or has this just been how you've been wired? That's a great question. I, I hear a lot of times people say that I'm just, it's kind of like how I am. I'm even keel. I don't think I was always this way. I think you just learn through, through adversity, as you mentioned, just to just keep you level, just keep level. Don't get too up. Don't get too down almost hate to say it, be robotic in, in your emotions. <laughs> sure. Um, but if you don't get up and too down and stay steady, that's you know a good place to be. Yeah, no doubt. What advice would you have for veterans that may be kind of on a similar journey? I mean, they've, um, many of our listeners uh, on this podcast are, are folks that have been separated from the military for any number of years. And it, and everybody has a very unique story and, and, a, and a unique way of how they've navigated life. But um, what advice would you have for, for folks out there that are just really trying to find their stride and what, and what really lights their fire? Cause I mean, it, it probably, I mean, it's, it obviously took you some time to figure that one out, but, but like what process have you gone through? Like you've, you've gone from real estate now you're doing fit team. Mm -hmm. Um, has that has that always been a passion, or, or are you more passionate about business, or are you or are you just or are you are you passionate about the specific type of business that you're doing? Uh, I'm passionate about building things with people. I love uh, teamwork. That's something yeah. that I loved about in the military. You had you know 
get smaller teams, which also led to bigger teams. So leading people, something I've always loved. But for anyone uh, that's, you know, getting out of the military, looking, you know, become an entrepreneur, a few things I would recommend is, is the first is, you know, planning and preparation is going to be key. I always say, you know, you've probably heard before the season favors the uh, season favors the prepared. So the more you can prepare for something and plan, um, the better off you are. But that doesn't mean like everything has to be perfect. Some people want everything so perfect before they start doing anything yeah. that it, it, it stifles them and, and nothing happens. They procrastinate and analysis paralysis. They, they uh, overthink things for that. Uh, the next thing is the people. You have to get you know great people around you. Um, you, you have certain strengths. So whatever it is you're looking to do, where your weaknesses are, try to fill those with other people. Consistency is key every single day. Um, you got to develop these habits and you're going to get better at doing certain things. The only way you'll do that is do it day in and day out consistently. Um, I'm big on being whatever business someone's looking to start is to be big on custom, you know, customer focused quality. Don't cut any corners. A lot of times people are looking to, to cut corners. You're not going to build a solid foundation that way. The best thing you can do is, you know, build a, a solid foundation. If you're looking to build a long-term sustainable business and then keep things simple and, have faith they're going to work out. That's some golden advice. Do you have people that are close to you that, that you confide in? Like, do you have mentors or coaches or has this been like mostly self-taught and you just kind of recalibrate uh, as the train is on the track? A, a lot of it is there's people around me. I wouldn't say I had so much mentors um, that were coaching me on a daily basis, which I highly recommend because I think, you can cut the learning curve with that. And, but I have had people that have mentored me on certain things. So like that have helped uh, coach me, like they've been through it. They have the experience and they recommend, Hey, do this. Um, so I haven't had one, one or two people I've worked with over, you know, uh, a long period of time, but I have numerous people that I've gotten uh, wisdom from and experience, use their experience. They shared with me to um, cut the learning curve. Yeah. Tell us about what, what fit team does and like, how can people you know learn more about it? What 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 opportunities are there? I guess I've read up on the company and it talks a lot, a lot about brand partnerships. So share share with us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, fifteen. What we do is we um, we're a healthy lifestyle brand. We market nutritional products and that we've actually developed ourselves and we're known because of the the quality of them are USDA organic, non GMO, vegan, gluten free, kosher, and with our brand partnership program, we give everybody the opportunity to basically partner with us in doing that. And for a very small annual fee, $24.99, we give them a website and then they can become part of our program where they're able to market it through their website, uh, any, basically any way they'd like to. And, and as they move volume, they're paid on that volume that they produce sales for. Fantastic. I'd, I'd like to pivot uh, ever so slightly because you, you spend a lot of your time um, doing, doing a lot of things on social media, you're very active on social media. And so I think a lot of people could learn from you. And one of the things that I find regularly, cause I, I do a lot of, I do a lot of marketing for, for different companies and, and just for people by themselves, but I loved, I would love to get your perspective on this is how did you overcome the fear? Cause I feel like this is the one thing that holds so many people back is the fear of producing content and getting your face out there and people seeing your mugshot and your voice and all that. 
what did that process look like for you? And like, when did you fully embrace the power of social media? That's a great question. I think so many people, and I probably did the same thing in the beginning. It was like, they overthink it and you just have to decide, get a, get a game plan and then just go. And I just decided I'm just going to post everywhere. I post on multiple different social media platforms. I, I usually do a video or a few videos and then whatever day it is, I'll post, you know, one a day on multiple platforms, usually every morning and I just get out of the way and it just helps obviously create brand awareness, gets you, you know, gets you out in front of people. And the more you do that consistently, like anything, you create a habit of doing it and then the better the results are going to be over time. That's true. And have you found, and I'm, I'm, I'm leading you on this uh, purposely. So like, uh, but I want to see, because uh, I, th- I think it's a little bit non-intuitive for people that are not in this like you and I, but, um, but do you sell, and I already know the answer to this question, but do you sell your products over social media or are you simply documenting your journey and talking about you know, your day-to-day and things that you've learned? Definitely, definitely the latter, but it depends what platform you're on. Sure. Uh, if, if you're on, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, you're going to know it's more selling on there. If you're on LinkedIn, you're definitely, you know, giving business tips and, and more brand awareness. So it depends where you're at and what you're doing, but you want to obviously, you know, be somebody that people want to connect with And the only way that that's going to happen is just being, by being yourself yeah. and the people that are like you and want to be like you are going to follow you and connect with you. I, I think that sums it up perfectly because um, I think people kind of start to attract different types of people. But no, I, I appreciate your your perspective on that because that's something that uh, a lot of people struggle with. I think it's just that initial fear of just getting over the fact that, yeah, people are going to have an opinion of you. Who cares? And you just you just drive on and, and learn it as you go. And I would err on the side of action versus, uh, you know, as, as you said it earlier, just you know, paralysis by, um, yeah, analysis, analysis. paralysis. Yeah. Definitely one of the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes I think we make. I don't, I don't know why it is or when it starts is we are so we're programmed for whatever reason to worry about what other people think about us. Sooner we're able to get over that, the more successful we'll become. Being uncomfortable is what makes people successful. The more, the more you're uncomfortable, more uncomfortable situations that you're in that you overcome if you look at any very successful business person, they've overcome time and time and time and time again to get to where they're at. And most people are just afraid. They don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to do anything wrong. They don't want, they don't, they're worried about how this person is going to perceive them or what that person is going to say about them. And it's, it's just something you have to get over and, and sooner the better. So what are some other uncomfortable things that you've gone through that, that have just, that you feel like has differentiated you? Uh, great question. I was 17, being in the military at 17, when most of my friends were getting ready to go to college and have a good time, being in basic training at 17, just that 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 was uh, something that was very very uncomfortable. Didn't know what to expect. <laughs> basically, basically, all, most of my time in the military was very un, very uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then just get into you know real estate. There's that sales where you know it's 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 scary to sell, so to speak. You know, people are, are afraid of rejection. What will they say? And you just, you, you just, you just take it. You got to just get through it. You push through it eventually. Like I was fortunate, like I was desperate at the time. So I didn't have, I didn't care if somebody said no to me, I would go to the next person. But as you sharpen your skills, what you, what you realize is 
it's about, it's obviously about relationships. And if you listen to people and you're looking for people that want what you have, yeah. so, you know, you, you develop that, but, uh, other, uh, other, uh, uncomfortable situations. I've been divorced. I've, I've had foreclosures, um, bankruptcy in 08 when the market crashed, all the banks, you know, nine, I think it was. So I've, I've been, I've had my share power repo. Wow. So my list of being uncomfortable goes around the block. My gosh. Yeah. I mean, we could spend hours talking, talking about those too, but no, I mean, thanks for giving us a little bit of a, a little bit of perspective on that because I mean, I, I, I mean, you're, you're clearly successful because you've learned and you've endured and you just, you've refused to give up. You just, you've just kept going. You, you learn, you continue to refine and, and just keep driving on. And that, that's obviously made a huge impact and a, and a huge difference in who you've become today. I mean, I think it's phenomenal. Thank you. You know, get knocked down seven times, get back up eight. The same. Yeah. This last segment, I would love to give back to you. I, I typically like to um, turn it back over to you. And if there are any other words of wisdom, any other stories of hardship or things that you've gone through, if there's if just any parting words of, of wisdom, words of advice that you'd love to share, I would, I would love, love to give this back to you. Well, f- well first, I, I definitely want to thank you for your service and the, the Im- invite to join you certainly and then um for anybody that's listening and, and thinking about you know becoming an entrepreneur I've, for those that have heard me before they've heard this a thousand times but you, you have to when you're starting a business or starting something you have to i say go all in that's where the magic happens at first usually you start you're interested that's when you're dreaming about it but you know you're doing it when it's convenient the next level is being committed when you're committed, you have a passion for the business. You know, you're doing most of the things right. Um, and probably, you know, 80, 90% of things right then. But when you're all in, that's when the magic happens. And you're putting your blood, sweat, and tears into making making it happen. And um, it may not happen when you want, but a lot of times it happens if you stick through and persevere. If there's one word that anyone takes out of this, this call, it'd be persevere. Mm. So that's what it takes as an entrepreneur. Chris, I just want to thank you so much for spending time and just sharing these words of wisdom. I mean, absolute gold. And I, 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 I've just treasured the opportunity to speak with you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to America's Entrepreneur. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review or comment on your preferred social media platform. Share it out with friends, family, coworkers, others in your network. And of course, you can write me directly at Aaron at boldmedia.us. That's A-A-R-O-N at boldmedia.us. Until next time.